When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Labbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Chelsea. Yes, here we are indeed. Another week's gone by. There's been football, there's been pain, there's misery, there's joy. But to go through all this emotional roller coaster, it's only him. It's me, Kerry, and it's him, Andy. Hello, Hello. Andy. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. But I'm far more excited. Um, it's lovely to see you, as always, but... I'm far more excited because finally, after years of perseverance, we've got one of our favourite people in who's come to share his views on Chelsea the last week, his life, his shopping. Who knows what may come up in the next half an hour or so. It's Mr. Neil Barnett. Spy. And delighted to be here. And can I say, uh, straight off the top, I hope Brighton stay in the Premier League. That's, that's because of call. the farm shops. Uh, because of that, because it was just such a good day out. Yeah, I enjoyed and it. Can I say, um, I, I actually want to start with something uh, on the back of the last couple of games that needs to be said and isn't being said enough. Uh, VAR, video assistant, refereeing, brilliant, but keep it away from referees. Referees are destroying our game. They are a very strange breed of person who look after their own. And you do not want a referee in charge of looking at the video. Bring in ex-players. Do not have ex-referees. Ex-players. Yeah, definitely ex-players. Or, or alternatively, me. Because <laughs> I cannot understand what other people see. I mean, the William one... I feel was, that about most football, don't you? Yeah, the William one was obvious in, in the game against Norwich. We, we all saw that. Um, I could not believe when I came home from Brighton and saw the television back the discussions about the two Brighton penalties. Mm. I'm sorry, Chelsea, they were both oh, yeah. 110% Nailed penalties. On. Well, first, certainly the this first one. No, was. both. No, the, the, second one, the second one, the wing-back got there ahead of Timmy Bakayoko, and know. Timmy Bakayoko went into the back of him. Oh, I've seen foul. him. I've seen him give him. But you the, told the first me he'd be shy and retiring foul. and not have an opinion. And, and, and then, to cap it all off, the referee talking of referees, wave play on when Hazard John was Moss. fouled. I'm not talking about little man syndrome on here. When, uh, when Eden Hazard was fouled on the edge of the penalty area and he waved play on. And the, the Alan Smith on Sky had said, no, not a foul. Not a foul, Alan. He kicked him in the foot. He he brought him down in full stride and kicked him in the foot. I don't know what these guys see. It was a foul. Well, well you know, somebody did say, didn't they, VAR, what is it good for? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, I like that. Well, look, let's come back to that in a minute. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Labbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net. So anyway, well, VAR, I mean, I think it's an interesting discussion and I think it'll come up through, through this 
podcast today. Yeah. Um, we should go back, though, a week ago. Well, just under a week ago. Well, we had a replay, didn't we, yeah. against Norwich in the FA Cup on Wednesday. Uh, an unchanged side in attack in midfield from the one that drew 0-0 at Carrow Road. Caballero once again in goal, but there were two changes either side of David Luiz in defence for that game. Cesar Aspilicueta was uh, the captain. Uh, and played on the left of a back three. And young Ethan Ampadu was handed his third Chelsea start on the right. So we had Caballero in goal. Back three of Aspilicueta, Luis and Ampadu. Zappacosta and Kennedy as the full-backs. Bakayoko and Drinkwater in the middle with a front three of William Batshuayi and Pedro. And it was an interesting and somewhat dramatic game. Um, you know, well, not, not necessarily keep... in 90 minutes. No, but, because you know. I could actually read some of the texts I got from you during the game, which were oh my God, this is awful, this is dreadful. And then suddenly it turned into a cup game in that that last period of extra time. And it it became quite an odd evening. I mean, how did you see it, Neil? I mean... When well, you're at the ground, do you where do you watch from? I, I watch from the press box, okay, uh, with in a seat where I can get out to the pitch, whoosh quickly. Um, uh, because we should explain to people yes. that don't know who you are, and people that don't go to the games on a regular basis. You are the pitch announcer. You are the man that goes on the pitch and calls out the names of the team and introduces the guests at half time and walks around the pitch and have done that for many many years. Oh yeah, twenty five yeah. plus many other things as well. Yeah. You've been involved. You've been. I think you said when we were here before. You were basically the first supporter reporter. Yeah, that was. I, I started club call in 1986. I used to sit next to you when I commentated. Yeah. And you and you and you and I doing club call. I used to phone into club call, and you never used to give the score. And it used to cost a fortune. And I made a fortune. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was um, it, it was good though. Club call. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it served the purpose. Yeah. Didn't yeah. It? Um, club call and teletext. I, I I disagree with you about the Norwich game. Uh, what did you say? Dreadful and. That's what he said, his no, text. No, no, no. Dreadful, I can show you the, no text. the 90 minutes, dreadful and boring. D- yeah, for the yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, I, then, I disagree. 26 I did, shots we had. Hang on, hang on, I didn't think it was that good. Yeah, I thought it was all right. It I was quite terrible. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was no, terrible. No, I thought it was awful. Uh, but and then, you said so in your text. But then extra time was, was it phenomenal. Went, it went into cup football. Was it awful, it? Neil, or was it frustrating? No, it was awful. Uh, uh, we, 26 shots, eight on I, target. I, I, I'm not happy personally with the way that rotation works Mm -hmm. i think there should be more rotation uh during league games uh so that there would be less rotation during cup games because it was happening anyway now the rotation that we get we tend to get rudiger uh for cahill we tend to get sometimes two in central midfield sometimes three in central midfield so you get that turned around a bit uh, and sometimes Fabregas plays and sometimes he doesn't. So sometimes William or Pedro play and sometimes they don't. But that's about it. Uh, oh, and, and now Zappacosta occasion, uh, comes in as well. Um, but but if you go back to the days where we had your Scott Parkers and, and, and your uh, um, Tiagos and your Smirtins and your Jeremys uh, you, and you had Cavallo and Gallus with Terry plus Bridge... You could you could rotate rather more, and you had Drogba and Gudjonsson, and you had Cole and Robin and Duff. You could rotate quite a bit more, and mm. that meant you rotated less. You didn't suddenly bring in eight players or whatever who hadn't played. And in the game at Norwich, at Norwich, I felt really sorry for four players: uh, Caballero, David Luiz, Kennedy, and Batshuayi because they hadn't played mm. for so long, yeah. and I. If I've got it in for referees, I kind of got it in for fitness coaches as well. Because obviously you need top fitness coaches to get you fit. Um, but they cannot, in my mind, get you fit for 90 minutes. It doesn't apply so much football. to Caballero, does it? You know, who, who I think yeah, because you lose games. sharpness. You well, he lose was pretty sharp, though. At Norwich, he didn't, they didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, but I mean, ever since, he's been great. I mean, he's, you know, the two games... Doesn't like since, a cross, though, I'm, I'm afraid, Willie. Punches, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he does. It was rather, or misses was, it. Was yeah. rather slippery at Brighton, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, look, um, look, he's I, a I, wonderful athlete he, he made a, and a massive personality. Yeah, yeah. And the penalty save that he made against Norwich in the shootout was as good a penalty also, save. Well, he, he, he made on it, the line. Oh, that was magnificent, yeah, the one-on-one. Can, can I say that Caballero save? It, it, he made it look easy. You, you did Until you watched it back properly... You didn't realise just how phenomenal was, a save well, it was. Well, both that one and the header at, Nor- Brighton. at yes. Brighton, yeah. the ball slightly behind him when he saved it. He, oh, he was right behind that as well. Yeah, he is an electric athlete. Yeah, he is. I used to see him a lot because 
I've got a lot of family down in Malaga and he used to be Malaga's keeper. So we used to see him and, and he was phenomenal there. Everyone used to say he would end up going to a big club. Yeah, don't sing the song though. Cause, what not? Because it's really irritating. Is it? <laughs> okay, well, I might just do it in a minute then. <laughs> but when you're not expecting it. So yeah, I mean, Norwich, it was, it was a, a strange game. Um, it did become electrifying. Um, how did you find the atmosphere? Have you found that the atmosphere has been a bit strange and, and strained uh, at, at the ground this year? Yeah, um, look, uh, in the days before the dog trap was moved, in the days of the shed as a proper maelstrom, the atmosphere was, and I will say it without any shame, terrible. It was shocking. It it was great if you're in the maelstrom of the shed, or great if you were with me back in the seventies uh, on the West Ham benches. Uh, but it was it it all went up in the air. And when I take players out on the pitch and walk them around from pre ninety four when the shed was closed, the final and the, the North Terrace had been closed. Um, and and the ground started to be enclosed, they all say, God, I wish I'd played in this. Mm. I wish I'd played in this. So make no mistake, out there in the arena, the atmosphere is a million times better than it ever used to be. And and uh, uh, I'm I'm good mates with Martin Tyler, the, the Sky commentator, and he has said to me for decades, you will never win anything in that stadium. And the moment we changed the stadium, we started winning things. Mm, interesting. Um, so, so it's far superior. Um, do I think it's great at the moment? No, I don't. Obviously, the more successful you are, the more hangers-on you get and the less hardcore. So it's going to change. That's just, that's, that's just something you have to live with. You shouldn't feel bad about that. You want to be successful. Um, uh, I'm not happy... Uh, with the way that there's music right up to kick-off. The best atmosphere this season was at Huddersfield, and in the 10 minutes before kick-off, apart from the interestingly bald geezer doing the teams, I felt as I was looking in a mirror, uh, the bald geezer doing the teams, they had absolutely nothing leading up to kick-off. Now, I know the whole Huddersfield environment is different to ours, but the atmosphere there beat anything this this season, oh yeah, but, oh, but they don't their, do that song either. No, but they had they had their where we were standing in the away and next to us was that kind of yeah. ultra section with the. With but the, they had some great songs. But it was great. But the point is, they had a big drum and, yeah. they, and it was kind of like it was firing. But they, they did, did they have, do it at Leicester as well. They did know? have some, yeah, but they haven't got any good songs. Leicester no. Huddersfield had some great songs and it was a brilliant atmosphere. It's very self depreciating and, and uh, yeah, and, and I hope they stay up as yeah. well. By I, the way, I liked it. I liked they were game. absolutely terrific. Mm-hmm. But the atmosphere was terrific and to generate atmosphere you've got to give the fans freedom because you don't choreograph them you don't put on an american service and i say that as someone who does a lot of work in america uh you put on you put on a a free arena where the atmosphere is built by the wonderful innovative nature of the fans yeah I, I think i think it's an interesting point because it, it does seem to have crept in and also the sound for music in in the ground is awful anyway um and i'm not quite sure why this has changed obviously someone's made a decision um i i agree with you i mean you know i'm i'm a bit old school in the fact that i think the liquidator people should only clap at the Chelsea, rather than so, I'm sorry. For me, the liquidator should be removed for now <gasps> because <gasps> be, because I do not want some team from North London in my build-up to kick off. And the I'm, no, 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 I'm, that's not the liquidator though. That's that's a that's an appalling add-on that we've addressed. Yeah. We, you know, the, the we hate Tottenham bit. Yeah, we can't have that. I, 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 listen, that's I not. That, that, can that, I, that's, that's polluting. Can I also say that's I'm, not the liquidator? Though. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah. I'm sick of this Tottenham thing that everybody oh, is obsessed I, with Tottenham. It's rubbish. First of all, um, we always beat them. So why do you hate them? Exactly. Secondly, uh, what's the problem? It, why why do you have to indulge in hate? You know, I, all right. I, I'm I'm a child of the '60s. I'm older than that. But I'm a child of the '60s and uh, an old hippie. And I don't hate Tottenham or Arsenal or Man or Liverpool. Oh, I hate Liverpool. No, I hate Leeds. <laughs> there you go. See, we've all got but one. Someone hates something. I hate who Leeds. do you hate, Kerry? So who do I hate? Um, I hate. 
I think it's probably Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I never liked Liverpool. No. I'd, I'd like Leeds to get relegated again. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, see, I loved it when they were in the third tier. Yeah. I think, kind of look, like, I, I, I agree. The, with the, two best, the two best things Ken Bates ever did for Chelsea was bring in that team of the 1990s and then take Leeds down to the third division. <laughs> Maybe he just did that because he could. I think Kerry's got a point about the atmosphere. I think there's a, there's a frustration and a negativity that's been running through the fans this season. You know, I think certain, you know, pinpointing certain players, you know, giving Bakayoko a really hard time, giving Maratta a hard time in recent times. I don't like, I don't like this, you know, Picking sort of focusing, focusing emotional, you know, unhappiness on particular players it's a real bugbear of mine I don't know how you feel about it no I'm, I couldn't agree more and and I also hate the idea that they're not putting it in in certain games they are top professional footballers of course they're putting it in they might be playing crap yeah but it's just not working but out they're, they're they're putting it we, we don't have uh players like that because you wouldn't exist at this level if you did I actually I would go as far as say this the difference between us last season when we won the league and every other team in the Premier League last season except Tottenham was that we didn't have any bad players. When you looked at Man City and their defence, when you looked at Man United uh, and and their support cast, if you like, uh, and some of their uh, uh, midfield players, when you looked at Liverpool ho, 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 and obviously Arsenal, they, they all had bad players. Us and Tottenham didn't have any bad players. Uh, Tottenham, for some reason, go with the same starting eleven every year. They don't actually try and improve their starting eleven. I'm glad Daniel Levy's not running us. And and um, um, but we still haven't got really any bad players. And if we haven't necessarily transformed our starting eleven and improved it this season, it hasn't. We brought in some fresh legs, and it hasn't deteriorated either. It's just that Manchester City have done better. I also think it's interesting, you know, I, I, I think... And United, actually. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. That we don't have any bad players. I also think... Um, people would disagree, sorry, Kerry, people would disagree with you, though. People yeah. Would, people would disagree and say Bakayoko is a bad player. Well, Bakayoko needs, needs to up his game. Uh, he played look. OK against Brighton, I thought. Yeah, he did. Well, what I would say... Uh, let me say this about Bakayoko. Uh, he thrived in Monaco in a 4-4-2 uh, with narrow wide midfielders, Lamar and, and Bernardo Silva. Um, uh, and uh, he also thrived because they weren't a tall team and they needed him in, in, in midfield because he was one of their tall players. Um, and, and so he, he tended to get forward quite a bit uh, without the ball, but not ahead of the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, when we play 3-5-2 and Kante's playing in the middle then he and Fabregas are expected to get ahead of the ball. Well, let's make it absolutely straight. Bakayoko has got absolutely no skills whatsoever to play ahead of the ball. I'm sorry, but he hasn't. He is a two-man central midfield who's going to charge around, win the ball, and he wins it well. Uh, who, uh, and, and who Will is, release other players. Well, he's got to improve his passing, yeah. but, but, but he, he, he is somebody who is a physical presence in the middle of the field and who allows you to play with the midfield too. Now, when we signed him, we were playing 3-4-2-1. We, yeah. we hadn't played 3-5-2, so it made sense. When we play 3-5-2, I don't actually think he can play. The, the issue is neither can drink water no. because he can't play ahead of the ball either. So... so I don't think the makeup of the midfield is well balanced at all. Ross Bartley can improve that. I would see what happens on it. I, I actually have seen enough games at under twenty ones now under and under twenty threes level. I'm telling you, I believe, but I'm not going to say I know more than Conte because he's achieved a little bit more than me. Uh, I believe Charlie Masunda can play midfield, and. Uh, uh, well, if his and ball t- on Saturday was anything to go, yeah, yeah. And t- yeah but it nobody, was, a nobody was within ten yards of him. To yeah. be fair, Brighton yeah. Matara, so you still pick it. Yeah, credit but, where credit's due. Yeah, yeah, but 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 Antonio said when he gets older, maybe he can, stronger, maybe he can play wing back. No, Antonio, he can play central midfield and he can run the flipping I game. Know. I think he's a little lightweight. No, he's not. He looks lightweight to me. Uh, believe me, I'm, Andy. I'm, I'm, I hope, I he's, hope I'm he's wrong. feisty. He's a little bit nasty. And he doesn't shy of hard work like people who are a lot bigger than him sometimes do. He's got the ability to play central right. midfield. I hope you're right. And, and in a three, not in a two, 
in a three where he can get ahead of the ball. He's not slow over 10 yards, and that helps. I remember Eddie Newton once telling me that, I think it was Rude Hullett said to him, I never want to see you ahead of the ball. Never want to see you ahead of the ball. Just always be behind the ball. So Bakayoko should be think, should be channeling his inner Eddie Newton. Ah, <laughs> and in an inner Eddie Newton, that'd be quite good. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to cut I, to a I break. I bet he doesn't take such a good penalty as Eddie did at Newcastle. <laughs> no, ah, no, that's true. <laughs> well, the other the other players. And, sorry, kid. Can I just because I, 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 sorry, I'll, 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 I'll let you run the show as you do so well normally. But the other player that people are slightly down is Bashway. Um, who has figured uh, in the last couple of games, uh, scored, obviously, uh, against Norwich and assisted uh, at Brighton very well, I thought. Um, but there's a sense that Batshuayi is not quite at the quality that Chelsea should be having as a striker. Ba- ba- Batshuayi, uh, through his teens, was somebody that the whole of Europe was looking at. Yeah. I don't think people quite appreciate his history. He was a wonder kid, wasn't he? Uh, and he was getting loads of goals, and he's come... And he's not played. If if Pat Nevin explained football in development stage better than anyone I've ever known, he says between the ages of 17 and 21, 22, you're learning who you are. Whatever your job is, you're learning who you are. And part of it is through your job you're learning who you are. And if you're a professional footballer and you don't play, you're not learning who you are. And you don't get those years back. Now, all right, Mitchie was 22 when he came to us. Uh, but he was coming into a big club and he hasn't played. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for him. I'm not saying he's good enough. When you come into an elite club like Chelsea, a, a world-leading club like Chelsea that won so much, have you got time to learn who you are? Or should you be a finished article? Well, good question. But let, let, let can I drop a name before you go to the break? No, yeah, of course you can. Um like name droppers. After the Leicester nil-all draw, I went out to dinner with a few um, tasty people uh, and f- finished up sitting next to Franco Baldini, mm. uh, the uh, oh, yes. assistant to Capello at England and the director of football to Vias Boas and Ernie Pochettino at Tottenham. Uh, and he hadn't been to the game, but had watched it on an illegal stream. Uh, and um, he said to me in that game... Uh, where Chelsea lost it is where you and I probably thought we improved it. He said, when you, when you brought on Pedro and William, you lost it. Because Pedro and William turn in field and try and slip the forward through. Well, you're not going to score goals slipping Morata through. You want to get down to the byline, cross six, eight, ten balls, and it'll get you one, two, three goals. So it's all about balance. If you play Batshuayi, if you think of Batshuayi's glorious moments, uh, no, let's start with Watford away when he got his first goal okay. in about the second game coming on in the league last season in the six-yard box. Yep, six-yard box. West Brom in the six-yard box. Six-yard box. Atletico Madrid in the six-yard box. Six-yard Norwich in the six-yard box. I don't think anybody box. doubts he's finishing. No, but what I'm saying is where he plays. if you play Batshuayi, you get your wing backs forwards, you get your inside forwards to the byline, and you cross into the six-yard box. Because we do not get goals in the... Diego Costa, like the ball, slid in for him, like those two inside forwards do. And that's why we were so successful last season. Now, we've got a different style of centre forwards. Play differently. If you watch this... Oh, let me shut up, because you're going to... Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, for, yeah. for those who really have been desperate to, for the ad break, it's coming up now, and I really hope you enjoy it. Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net. And we're back. Andy... Just, You've just got on a point the, on, the, on the sliding the ball in. If you if you went you went to the Stoke game, presumably when Morata got his hat trick, the ball was slid in very successfully for Morata on two of those goals. And actually, you know, in in a, in the Arsenal game as well, the ball was slid in. It was only his finishing that let him down, but he got himself into really good positions when the ball was slid yeah, in. But so he's not. It's not. That, a, it's not. It's not true to say you can't slide the ball into Morata, can you? No, I'm saying that it, that's not his natural finishing prowess. I yeah, mean, it's I mean, no coincidence that Afpelicueta is having his best season yeah, uh, with crea- assists, yeah. creatively yeah. because he. I, I, I mean, uh, uh, he he. Azpilicueta is, with the best will in the world, not the greatest crosser of a ball from fullback. But from this position in a back three, where he's crossing it more in... It's only 10 yards different. 
difference. But from more infield for, for, for the older people who probably don't use podcasts anyway, we would say right half. But from that position and crossing it in, he's a genius. He's, he is an absolute world-class genius with those crosses. Mm. And, and we're scoring some terrific goals. I, I differentiate uh, between people who are good jumpers and people who are good headers of the ball. And okay. I think there's a lot of nonsense talked about people who are good in the air. Andy Carroll is a great jumper. He is a terrible header of the ball. <laughs> Once in every three or three times a season, maybe, he'll put a bullet in, normally against Chelsea, and everyone will say, look at that, what great... He is a shocking header of the ball. Peter Crouch can't jump, mm, but he's a great head. header of the ball. Morata can do both. Yeah. Morata is an outstanding jumper and an outstanding header of the ball. Well, he That's gets it. up and uses his neck muscles. You see him guide it. He's great. I tell you who's a very good jumper and can't head is Eden Hazard. It's amazing when he jumps how high mm. he goes. Do you know who's a great jumper and a great header? Frank Sinclair. Yeah. What a brilliant oh, jumper yeah. and a header he was. He always yeah. used to do that thing where he almost hung in the air and then headed forward from yeah. the shoulders. I mean, I mean, we've had... We've had Didier, loads. you know, was a yeah. great... Didier, Kerry, yeah. Yeah. Speedo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and um, um, you know, uh, we never found out if Tony Cascarino could jump or not. We never really <laughs> saw him get off the ground, did well, we? He could kick it over from a yard and a half over the bar. I'll never forget Shall that. Shall I tell you a story about Cas? Yeah. Uh, when we were having reserve games at Kingstonian, uh, to keep myself awake, I used uh, and I was editor of the Match Day programme at the time, and I used to report this in the Match Day programme. I used to count the number of times the ball was kicked out of the ground every game and keep a tally of who did it. And I would report it about once a month in the programme, who was leading the count for, for people kicking the ball out. And um, uh, Cass hadn't played for ages, and he came down and he played centre-half in the game. Uh, not centre forward, and they wanted to have a look at him at centre half to to see if you know they might use him there at some stage in the future. And he came up to me before the game, and he goes, "Is that you? You keep that tally of people who kick the ball out." And I said, "Yeah." He says, "I'm going to beat that tally today." And in about the first ten minutes, whoever the opposition was, they crossed the ball, and he was facing his own goal, and he chested it down, and he half volleyed it out of the ground, and he. Punched his fist in the end, celebrated like he'd scored a goal. It was absolutely hilarious. I got into a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> I had to withdraw it from the program. So, I mean, you've you've spent an awful lot of your life working at Chelsea and seeing the comings and goings and what have you. Do do you find it? It must be interesting to have seen so many dynasties come and go. Um, and do you think it changes every time things move on with managers and, and coaches and, and, and the feel of the place? I mean, the tone of the place. Yeah, the yeah. tone of the place. Is it still Chelsea as you remember it, but, you know, Chelsea 5.0 or whatever? I think, I think the most important thing, I, I, when I was doing the live television programmes, three times a week on, on Chelsea TV. I had, um, I had a community policeman, a black community policeman come in. Uh, and I didn't know him, and we didn't have a chance to talk be- before the show. So he sits down and we just went live. And I said just to like him, the Friday Night Live thing you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said to him, when did you start supporting? And he said, my first game was 1982, which, of course, was when Paul Cannaville made yeah, yeah. his debut. And I said, well, that was the worst time for black people at Chelsea. What made you stay? And what he said to me, and I, 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 funny enough, I saw him uh, last summer and and uh, brought it up, this answer, because uh, it was so brilliant. What he said to me was, I had two choices. I could either say I'm not going to put up with this and leave, or I could say I've got every bit as much right for this to be my club as you have for it to be your club, and you're not going to take my club away from me. So... I think that's just. I think that's yeah. a great philosophy for life. Yeah. Never yeah. mind for football. Yeah. So when you say how has it changed, what are the differences? I would come back to you and say, the fans have got to make it their own club, uh, and if you make it your own club, it, it remains what you want it to be for you. If if there's one thing that has really changed. Uh, in the last 10 years, it is that the manager no longer has the say-so 
over recruitment. Uh, and the fans who pay a lot of money don't know who's responsible for the recruitment. And I think that makes it very uneasy to feel good about new players in the way that you used to feel good about new players. You touched on the on the fans and making the, the the fans making it their club, but we have such a diaspora of fans now. We are now a global club. We have fans coming to the ground from all over the world. Well, as long as they don't buy half and half scarves, well, that's great. Yeah, but but you know, there's only one half and half scarf I wish I'd have bought, which was Leicester away a couple of years ago, and they had a half and half Ranieri and Mourinho scarf, <laughs> and I really wish I'd have bought it. I've tried everywhere to find one. And uh, I thought that was the oddest Someone thing I ever saw. Yeah. But, you know, this, this idea of the, who are the fans? I mean, are the, are the fans the ones that go to Stamford Bridge? Are the fans the ones that, you know, get up at four in the morning in Sydney to watch the game? Are they the fans that watch it on a legal stream and they can't get anywhere? And we, who are the fans these days? We are a, you know, we are a disparate, well, you know, th- sort th- of... I think they make their own club as wherever they are. It's interesting because on Twitter we talk a lot to say the Atlanta Blues. Hello, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, you know, and they form their own little club. They get together in their pub. Every, and they're passionate. Every, and they're passionate and they and, care. And you've done stuff in New York. I saw you do stuff in New York. These guys are rabid, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Community like, builders. Yeah. I think the fans are people who follow pretty much every game right. one way or the other it yeah. do, they don't have to be there uh, i think oh, look i do as i said i do a lot of my work as you know in america and 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 the fans over there are nuts yeah they are yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, make, I make no judgment, you know, because I'm I'm home and away like you, and 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 you're a season ticket holder, and you know we've been going for many home many decades, occasionally away, yeah, decades and decades, and I don't see myself as more of a fan than somebody that lives in Sydney but watches every game. You know, it's like I don't I don't do that competitive fan thing, and so I'm just very interested in what, what the changed notion in the last week. What, what are the notion? <laughs> what's the notion of, of fandom these days? And it upsets people. People get very upset. Yeah, about well, it. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is this as well about. Uh, about fandom is when a certain club from the northwest who I don't hate but you do uh, sink you've got no history Uh, in the 1930s when we'd won NAFL and when actually Liverpool had won NAFL as well we had the highest average gates in the country well if that's not making history your, your history isn't with your players or management. It's not with your fans either, but it's what your fans remember. Now, if you want to question whether we're damaging our history, it's whether the culture at the moment, and previously under the Ken Bates era, tries to cancel out some of the history. Mm, And interestingly, history doesn't mean you have to have won cups. No, it's got nothing to do with it. Absolutely. History That's... means that you had fans. There's <laughs> no, there's no and p- memories. There's no professional football without fans. Yeah. One thing, you, I mean, Abramovich did. I mean, Ken Bates had, had, had ostracised a lot of the mm. old players. I remember when I was commentating and, and, and certain players I wanted to come along and commentate were banned by mm. Ken Bates. He wouldn't mm. let yeah. them in. Abramovich bought a lot of the old players back and mm. you lead them round the pitch mm. now and you've brought some amazing people back you know Canners was a, was a, was a very emotional moment and and you know some of the some of the the, the real kind of legends of the club have, have been round with you did the, the club do have a sense of history don't they or is that is that branding i think the club needs to sort that one out well right. i i think i think now the club would like to uh focus on the more well known and perhaps not so much on the less known. And I think that's something that needs sorting out. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, we should come back to the present day and just go back in time a, a few days to Brighton. Now, you both went to it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you said something beforehand, and I think you've got a book here, potentially, <laughs> that you like travelling to games and going to farm shops. You take a cool box with you. Yeah. I love it's, that. I mean, farm shops and football. What a title for a book, you know, and you can have it. Honestly, but, so you you love going shopping, don't you? Do, do you buy local produce and yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I love that idea. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're coming back with a cool box full of carrots and asparagus. Uh, well, yes and no. I wouldn't bother putting them in the cool box. That's that's okay. What the went meat. in the cool box uh, in Brighton? Nothing from the farm shop uh, because oh. yeah, it, it was fine on the veg, the fruit and the veg, but but nothing else. But I did go down to a fish shop on the coast. Uh, uh, Brighton and New Haven fisheries. 
That's what it was called. Remember. I couldn't remember it when we were talking yeah. over our coffee before. Uh, and uh, I bought a massive sea bream and I bought some... Uh, Oh, I bought some bacon in the farm shop. Did it cost you 150 euros by any chance? Uh, it was actually not expensive. <laughs> because yeah. I once went to a restaurant in Barcelona with Kerry and we had sea bass and it cost 150 <laughs> euros, Kerry. Yeah, but it was very good. Uh, yeah. No, this was from a fish shop. I will cook it. So, yeah, that's what I bought, that's what I bought in Brighton. So yeah. you're a bit of a chef and a foodie then? Oh, I'm a, I'm a big cook, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in 2010, uh, uh, the World Cup in South Africa, I didn't go and... I'm not very interested in going to World Cups because Chelsea either. aren't playing. Um, and, um, and we beat all of them. And I cooked the World Cup. So with my daughter, in fact. So, so uh, we, we look at what games were happening the next day and we say we're going to cook something from that country and we'd make it last three, three, two did or three you, did days. Did you do the African countries as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like Cameroon and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that? Oh, probably a chicken nut stew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the North African I countries. How adventurous you got? Or the North countries, uh, North African countries, a couscous, yeah, South yeah. African country. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, so we yeah. can say Neil Barnett ate the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, this I, week's title. I and and I'd, I'm not a barbecue man. I'm not into all that. Right. But when Australia were playing, my daughter said, "We're doing a barbecue." And I said, "You're doing it." So we had we there you go. A very rare. We had a barbecue. I, I um, enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the stadium. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I thought it was good. I was in the front row, right, Where? In the very front row, which Excellent. is I've never I've ever been in the front row before. I think I have. At I was Wembley. on the telly. In Wembley, in one of the cup finals. Right. It was it was yeah. a really interesting viewpoint just yeah. behind the goal where we were kicking the second half, obviously. So um, so just go through the team very yep. quickly. Uh, suspension and injury forced a, a couple of changes. Michi Batshuayi fielding for Maratta, who, of course, was suspended after being sent off uh, in the previous game. And he was flanked by William Hazard in a three-man front line. At the other end of the pitch, uh, Courtois picked up an ankle knock in training, which meant Caballero retained his place between the sticks. And Moses and Alonso came back as did Kante. So, you know, pretty uh, strong team playing the 3-4-3 um, the three, three again, which we've three, discussed. 3-4-2-1. Not, not, not 3-4-3. Three, three. Okay. 3-4-2-1. Three, Very important to differentiate. 3-4-3 three, three suggests two wingers. 3-4-2-1 has two inside forwards. How do you mark that with a back four? When you've got two centre-backs to mark three people, you can't, which is why so many teams have gone to a bat three and they don't know how to play it, like Brighton. Easy peasy. Yeah. So, so do you prefer right. do you prefer that system to the five we've been playing? Depends who you're playing against. Yeah, if you're I'm, playing against Barcelona, playing four. Well, Barcelona this season are playing four four two in the same way as Atletico Madrid are. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But if you play against a, a, a top four three three team, you've got no chance. Yeah. You've got to play three in midfield, and yeah. that's why he's 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 doing it the way he's doing it. Our best performance of the season was. At Atletico Madrid, yeah, it was in a three-five-two. So, so two early goals for Chelsea. Uh, has that after three minutes, and then an absolute wonder goal from William uh, three minutes later after six minutes. Um, you know, I mean, what an astonishing goal! I but, mean, every time I watch it, it just gets better. Yeah, but it is one of those goals. It's what the sounds that I've been hearing from the fans over the last few weeks is. There's so many flicks going on. There's little passes around the corner. There's this going on, and they're not coming together. And then suddenly. Everything came together in that move, and you see why they try some of this Liquid stuff. Liquid football. It was it was just beautiful, you know. Every weight of every pass was exquisite. Every movement, you know, nobody broke the stride wrong. It was it was amazing. sort of, sort of. Let's get it straight. Kanté won the ball. Yes, yes. Yep. gave it to Willie. Yeah, yep. Willie passed it forward to Eden. Yeah, yep. he overhit it. Willie. Eden shoved a foot out. It came off it and went to Mitchy. That was lucky. That wasn't good control. You make your own luck, Neil. Mitchie put it back to Willie. You make your own luck. And then it was forward to Eden, sublime back flick. Batshuayi, sublime, sublime back flick. Willie, sublime Hey, do you shot. know what? Batshuayi registered his first assist in the last 31 Premier League appearances. Yeah, but that, that's yeah. up to stats. Up to stats yeah. are crap. I know, well, it's, but <laughs> oh, it's true. Tell no, him, tell him. It's not true. It's what? up to stats are crap. Do you know when Eden Hazard scored that goal last season against Arsenal and ran 50 yards and beat the whole world, not just the Arsenal team, but the whole world, someone got an assist for giving him the ball. It's just crap. <laughs> but hang on a minute. He hasn't assisted in 31 games. No, because it... Look, if 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 you... Spit it out, Neil. If you, if you make a pass that takes out three defenders, 
and someone goes running through and squares the ball back and someone puts it in the goal. The guy who makes the pass doesn't get an assist. Opta is crap. Yeah, well, on I, yeah, I disagree on this particular occasion. I, I take your point. Well, about you're Opta. wrong. Opta is crap. Yeah. Mitchie's been involved in goals. Yeah, well, I, but not I, many. I dis- well, you tell me which ones. I, I'd have to look it up. Well, there you go. I've so got the stats at home. Don't yeah, you yeah. worry, mate. Yeah, he's Barno's stats. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I, you know, I think they're all open to interpretation, and there are nuances in there. But it's nice to see. Well, I think we can agree it's nice to see Batshuayi involved in goals. It was. It was that Matt Flick was literally a defence splitting pass. Yeah, yeah it was. It was, it was a perfect way. Everything about it was beautiful. And we, There were three defence splitting passes at Brighton. That one, uh, William for Eden Hazard's goal, second goal, even though you wouldn't say, in the end, Octa would have given him an assist. But the fact that he, again, ran half the length of pitch and beat half the world, should anyone get an assist on that? But the way he hit it early... And into his path was brilliant. And, of course, Charlie Masonda for the last goal. In the 89th minute, yeah. So, you know, 4-0 makes it sound like an absolute romp and a coast. But, of course, it wasn't. It was so difficult after 2-0 up. They really came back into it, didn't they? Yeah, I'd like to say a couple of things on this. Um, You were talking about the crowd getting at Bakayoko and Morata. The crowd's begun to get at Victor Moses. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I just want to say this. Victor Moses has the most underrated first touch in the Premier League. He fields balls from the other side of the pitch, from uh, both from wing-back to wing-back and from left-side mid-back uh, three and from Eden. He fields balls the other side of the pitch. You watch his first touch. And the reason that I'm sure that Conte likes him so much is he establishes Chelsea's attacks when the ball comes to him. He rare, very rarely loses the ball. But you know His what? final ball hasn't been good enough at times. But you know but why very... they're getting frustrated with him? Because he's not going past players. Yeah, like but, but but when when you part the bus, he's not that kind of a player. Marcus Alonso doesn't go past but players fans, either. But everyone loves Marcus Alonso because he can hit a free kick. Yeah, but to the fans who've seen him go past players... Uh, on the, the run. I'm just... I'm, I'm explaining on the, the run. I'm, I'm explaining the psychology of the fans who look like he has has bottled it or looks like he hasn't got the confidence to do mm. it and that's upsetting the fans yeah, now I don't agree with that necessarily because I think you know it's a bit frustrating that he doesn't I agree with you I think he's got more good qualities than bad qualities but from the fans perspective it's, it, there is a frustration it's like take him on you, you're capable yeah, but you, you know, you, I, so, I think there's something in the fact that he's come back from injury he doesn't quite look comfortable yet and I think maybe he'll rediscover I think that's that. true but but you watch his first touch. Now, I've been saying this for months. People don't realise what a great first touch he's got. He doesn't tend to ever lose the ball on his first touch. Yeah, no, he's and, good play. He's, he's, he's fantastic. And, I and, love Victor. And the ball drops at his feet. And you saw it absolutely in precision when he scored the goal. That first touch from Charlie Masonda's pass was literally world class. Yeah, it was. And, and I mean, I think people tend to forget this guy's won the African Cup of Nations. He hasn't just... He hasn't. The, only good players win the African Cup of Nations. That's a that's a torrid tournament to play in. Yeah, uh, I think I think he's a very underrated mm-hmm. player by a lot of people. You know, and for me, that goal just showed me that Victor Moses is one of our well most delightful players. He, he would not. Opta would not have given him an assist for the first goal because the cross was half cleared. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but the cross was a you good... Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got fantasy points on that. No, but the cross was a good cross, yeah. and it wasn't cleared properly because it was a good cross. A couple of milestones in that game. William made his 50th consecutive Premier League appearance, longest current run of any player in the competition, and Hazard's opener was his 100th goal in league football, now 101 with 65 coming for Chelsea and 36 for Lille. Yeah, no, it, it was... Look, it was just what we needed after the week we'd had, after getting through finally against Norwich... It suddenly showed there was, you know, things are not as bad as everyone's painting it. And that's what I can't cope with very easily, is when we go on a run where we, we're drawing games and there's a whole stack of games where we're not winning, you know, it happens in football. But hopefully this will keep everyone quiet for a while and just say, OK, we're getting back into it. You know, I, I think Ross Barkley's been an interesting addition. I think he'll turn out to be a very interesting player for us. You know, <laughs> well... <laughs> You sound like Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, but, but I've seen what he can be like. Can he like. play tomorrow? He can't, can he can't yeah, play he can. tomorrow? Yes, he, he can. can. Yeah, he can. Will he play tomorrow? 
I'd be surprised. Okay. No, he I, I mean, he'd be on the bench, I, I reckon. We, apart from Roma away, where I think everything went wrong, both yep. tactically and personnel-wise, uh, we haven't been turned over this season. We've lost some games, but we haven't been turned over. And that's because, what I said to you earlier, we haven't got bad players. We're feisty. We'll give anyone a game. I think we'll give Barcelona a game. Palace. We lost, but we didn't get turned we over. We crap in that game. Yeah, so were they. Mm. They brought us down to their level, and we took it all a bit lower. Uh, but <laughs> um, but um, we were terrible. Mm. Uh, post-international break... Um, Few injuries. Awful. I think that's one of the worst games we've seen this season. I thought Roma was worse. Yeah. Um, well, but, the, but, but we're making uh, amends for that because we're about to buy two of their players, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Do you think it'll happen? And what do you think of Dzeko? I think Dzeko is world-class, actually. I think... He was uh, superb against us. He was super, goal, I'll tell you what, was... he was superb for Bosnia and Herzegovina in the 2014 World Cup. Right. And that is a good that is a good place to be superb. There will be I think be- he's a terrific player. Yeah. But do I want him when he's going to be 32 in March and he can't play against Barcelona? 18-month mm, contract, I suppose he'd get. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Apparently uh, the, the rumour is they're offering two-and-a-half-year deal. Well, they might have to to get him. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how that will make the, the, the over 30s, the Gary Kales and the Cesc Fabregas. Well, I mean, you, you could have Sanchez on 25 million a year at 34 if you want. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's the modern way, isn't it, really? Yeah. Especially if you're buying in January, you have to pay uh, this silly premium. The trouble is, don't you? every decision you make then affects the whole of your squad. Mm. Yeah. So it'd be a, do you I think, think it's out of all of these ridiculous linkings that we've done, and actually I'm surprised I haven't been linked with Chelsea yet, but, you know, ultimately, you know, the crouches and the. You know, all these silly things that we've been linked with. Dzeko, to me, makes a little bit of sense. You know, he's a quality player. Well, he's still a problem Played striker. in the Premiership. You know, he's, he's, he, he was superb against us. He's exactly the kind of player that Conte seems to like. He's, a, he's got presence. He's a target I, man. I, I, there's a lot about him to like. Last summer, uh, I interviewed him on my American radio show. Did you? Okay. Uh, on the telephone. He was... Uh, um, um, when he came uh, for the Roma game, I spoke to him afterwards, and he said, oh, I remember. I was in Boston, in the hotel room in Boston. Uh, I was in my office in Kingston, um, going out live in America. But uh, that out. <laughs> uh, but um, he was eloquent, uh, informative, um, interesting. He, he 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 was he was really really excellent, and uh, I, I was very impressed. He got very frustrated at Man City and not getting a game, didn't he? And he, he, didn't, he didn't sit well. He with goes him. on goal scoring droughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, he he's he's streaky. He, he lacks yeah. pace, and if he's not, if everything isn't right. He goes on goal-scoring droughts. He, he he won't run in behind. Not, he doesn't stretch defence. It's not uncommon with, with strikers to go mm. on droughts. Well, he's a big Costa lad a as well, streaky, isn't he? Wasn't he? He's a big boy as well. Mm, you know, yeah, he's not mobile. Yeah. But I don't know anything about this fullback at all. Do you anything about him? No, I mean, he's just coming back from a cruciate ligament so, a rupture. And I actually... How many people come back from cruciate ligament ruptures and are any good in the first six months? Is Kennedy off to Newcastle? Looks like it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, you know, I mean, apart from his, you know, branding faux pas in China, I think he hasn't done himself any harm recently. He's, he's played exceptionally well, yeah. and he's one of the players that I would have liked to have seen play. Uh, 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 get more of a rotation. Get more, yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't see him train. He hasn't learned English, and if you're going to take on Antonio's uh, um, uh, strict, strict scriptures on how you play, not knowing English is going to be a real problem for you. Mm. So he hasn't done himself favours there, perhaps. Uh, but uh, I think he's played really well when he's coming. And, and uh, he looks so he understands the position, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and the thing is, again, I, I've made the point that you were making earlier in the fact that some of these players come in and they look a little rusty and it takes them a while to get used because they're just mm. not getting a chance on the pitch. Uh, you see, in... <laughs> In years gone by, you played reserve combination football. That doesn't exist anymore. No. I remember when uh, back in uh, when Ian Porterfield was manager, uh, and if you remember, we were fourth in December, which you know that means you've done pretty damn well. And uh, we had um, we went on a really bad run, three or four games, we lost them all. And uh, Dave Lee was playing centre half. Uh, and we were sort of playing football out from the back with him. Sweeper. And, uh, and uh, well, we were back four still, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, of course, we couldn't, we didn't have anyone else to actually play football at that time. So he was out with a hamstring for about three weeks. And we had a Wednesday game. 
and he was tra- he got training on the Thursday or Friday before, and Porter said to him, "You're playing on the Wednesday. You got to be fit. You're playing on the Wednesday." And his attitude was, "I can't go into a game without a reserve run out." And the reserves had a game on the Monday night. So he played an hour on the Monday night in the reserves in order to be fit for the Wednesday night for the first team. Yeah. Now, you way, wouldn't... The other way around, isn't it? You no wouldn't. chance. Mm. And, yeah. and So that's... Uh, well, that's have that's the round up. Well, I'm going to say that's an unbeat. That stretches um, Chelsea's unbeaten run yeah. to eight games, 1-5, drawn three. Longest streak without a defense, uh, defeat since March. Uh, also eight. So, you know, things are looking pretty good. Well, it's ironic, isn't it? Everyone goes, oh, there's so many draws. And yet, our unbeaten run... And Liverpool last night on. was hilarious. Yeah, as always. Yeah. You're, you're better winning and losing than you are drawing. That's the Yeah, that's, that's true. Quick round-up then of the uh, the youth and the ladies. Uh, development squad beat Sunderland 5-0 away from home on Sunday. They're playing Oxford United in the Checker Trade Trophy semi-final at Stamford Bridge tonight. So, good luck and positive vibes to them. Um, Under-18s beat West Brom 7-0 in the F- FA Youth Cup last Wednesday and then beat Norwich City 2-0 in the league on Saturday. They're going on a remarkable run, aren't they? They are going on a remarkable run, but but it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. you just got to get these guys into the team. And our world has changed with Andreas Christensen. Yeah. It's just changed. And finally, finally, we are post-John Terry. Finally. Yeah. Not post-John Terry since he left the club. Post-John Terry since he got into the team and stayed there. He's yeah. been astonishing, Christensen, I just, I think he's going to be world class. He's going to be the captain, isn't he? I, no, I don't, don't you think, think. I don't think he's necessarily captaincy material. Okay, I think he's a quiet. I think he's a quiet guy who just gets on with it. Okay. Um, but but if I had to liken him to a player, I mean, I can go back uh, maybe to Marvin Hinton in the sixties, a little bit, a little bit Cavalier. I but, thought you were going to go Beckenbauer or, or uh, Cavalier. Well, or I am. More. I'm going to go Marvin Hinton. I'm going to go. <laughs> He is Marv. Chelsea Marv. through and through. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go to someone that you won't talk to me over saying again. Hanson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, I've said Hanson. that since he was 16. He's Alan Hanson. Yeah, he's got that. He's definitely got that quality and flair and beauty mm. about what he does. He, he speaks absolutely. better English. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope he's going to be fit for tomorrow night. I guess he, is, he won't. He is. He is. He is. Okay. Yeah. So, well, then, so the ladies didn't play last week. They next play Everton at home on Sunday in the league. That game's at two thirty. And is live. Stop calling them Chelsea ladies. And is live on the BBC. I know that's their official name. As opposed to what. I don't know Chelsea women. The Chelsea women's there's just Chelsea ladies. It still sounds so patronising. It does. Yeah, it does. I think you're right. But I that is the official point. name. I know of it is. Yeah. It's not for us blokes to no, decide. But it's I think for them. It's, I think yeah. it's true. But flipping, get out, get out, and decide. There you go. <laughs> so is that the roundup completed? That's, that's the roundup. That's the roundup. So I guess we briefly have a, a chat about the games coming up, as in what we think the predictions are. Tomorrow's going to be difficult against Arsenal, isn't it? Were we happy with 0-0 at home and going there? No. Conte seemed to be happy after 65 minutes and wanted to shore it up. Are we thinking that we will score an away they, goal They there? clearly won't be as negative as they were at Stamford well, let, Let's get it straight. Away goals don't count That's no. after 90 minutes. They only count if you go to extra time and yeah. draw then. Um, I, so... Uh, We've only won one in seven against Arsenal since Antonio's... Uh, it's become a bogey side again. Well, they've only won... They won, they won th- a lot of draws. Yeah, they, I think they've won two. Arsenal have got a, ter- a terrible shield. record in League Cup semi-finals. I think they've lost seven. Um, uh, what do I think about Arsenal? I think that Lacazette is a Europa League player. I don't know why... I think Giroud's far better than him. I do. I think uh, Giroud's great. I think, I think, well, he's not great, but, but he's, no, he's but a proper Champions League player. If Giroud. we're going to go for a big player, uh, I'll go for isn't. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think, I can't believe I'm saying this because I've always thought he's garbage. I think Jack Wiltshire has really come of age and improved them. Uh, yeah, but he'll get injured next week. He'll uh, be out for six months. He's been trying, hasn't he? What disappoints me is that uh, their 3 4 2 1. They have closed us down and caused us problems playing out from the back. Yep. And they've actually beaten us tactically in a lot of the games, particularly in the FA Cup final. Kashilny's mm. uh, back, which is fine because he's never done it against Chelsea. And Espina will play, who's not bad, but he's a quarter of Czech, so that's great. Yeah. Okay. So that's the Carabao Cup semi-final first leg at the Emirates from 8 o'clock tomorrow. Tickets, £10. Is that what they were? 10 yeah. quid. That's 10 all. quid, yeah, for away tickets. Right, well, let's have a prediction then for tomorrow. 
I, I don't think it'll be an expansive uh, game. I think it'll be, personally, I think it'll be another tight game. They always seem to be these days. I think we'll win it in extra time. Um, score? Uh, so I think one all after after 90, 90 minutes, and I think we'll score an extra time and win it. Uh, Arsenal nil, Chelsea one scorer, Michi Batuai off the bench, 84 minutes. Mm, very specific. <laughs> well, if we're going to go down this route, I'm going to go 2-1 to Chelsea. First goal is going to be Bakayoko, and second goal will be Batuai. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go two one Chelsea. All right, but uh, and then uh, then finally at the weekend we got next round of the cup. Jordi's come to return. town. Rafa's return. Are we looking forward to seeing him back? Will you give him a clap? I would not give him. A, do you know? I mean, I'm not going to give him any abuse. I was no. never a massive fan of him. Um, you know, I respect that he won us the Europa League. Uh, you know, I just never connected with Rafa. Um, early kick off on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, I'm sorry. Um, is it Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. 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 1.30 Sunday. 1.30 Sunday. I thought it was Saturday. None of the farm shops will be open. Now. Um, I, uh, the Fulham Road farm shop. Actually, there is a very good... Yeah, anyway. So, so look, I think we'll destroy them. I think it'll be 5-0 at a canter. Excellent. Uh, your prediction? Um, I like Newcastle. Mm. I, I I I hope they survive. I think the Premier League is better with Newcastle in it, um, but I, I, the club is just such a mess, such a mess. Um, do you know who their best player was the last time they won the league? Jackie Milburn. <laughs> Never won the league with Jackie no, Milburn. No, all right. See, I knew I'd get hauled up. I've no idea. Huey Gallagher. Huey so Gallagher. Yeah. Last oh. time they won the league, Huey Gallagher was the star. Well, was it? Did we, and, and we bought him from... Yeah, from there. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and okay. went, he went back there, second game, right, and that's yeah. when they got their record crown. Mm. Do you know when they last won a domestic trophy? Oh, it's a long time, isn't it? 50, is it 50 years? At the year we won the league, they won the FA Cup. We played them in the charity shield and beat them 3-0. There you go. And they haven't won so a 55. domestic... 55. Yeah, 55. They right. haven't won a domestic trophy since, since then. But they won the Intercities Fairs Cup in the 69, count, which is their last official trophy. Bobby no. Monker. That doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. 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 So, um, That's like counting the Z- so, Zenit data system. So, well, uh, I count that. <laughs> um, but they're a club with a great history because of their fans and because yeah. and, and of their city. Um, so uh, I will feel sorry for them when we stuff them. And how many are we going to stuff them by? Oh, I don't know. It depends on what team... Antonio picks and what team Rafa picks. But all I know is this. Any manager who picks a second 11 because his first 11 is battling relegation is moronic. Uh, And if I were in charge of a not-so-good team, all I know is that if you're Steve McLaren and you get win the League Cup, for Middlesbrough and get to a UEFA Cup final, you get the England job. If you're Harry Redknapp and you win the FA Cup with Portsmouth, you get the Tottenham job. If you're... Um, uh, who was the Scottish guy at Birmingham? Um, Ali McLe- Alex McLeish. Alex McLeish, yeah. Even if you get relegated and you win the League Cup with Birmingham, you get the Aston Villa job. If you're Roberto Martinez and you get relegated with Wigan but win the FA Cup, you get the Everton job. So if you're in charge of a lesser cub, wins Alan Pardew... And then the Belgium job, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Alan Pardew, two cup finals, one with West Ham, one with Crystal Palace. Don't win any league games most of your career, but you're still in a job. Win a trophy. Yeah. Win. Yeah. And that's why... All I this wanted year, was a prediction. That, <laughs> that's, why, that's why this semi-final is so important to Antonio. He yeah. needs to win a trophy yeah, this year, yeah, and we've got a chance of winning this. It's yeah. true. All right, well, I'm going to get... We didn't get a score out. Give me a scoreline. Well, it depends on the team. No, no we need a scoreline. We have if, to have, if, it. Rafa, have it. All right, if Rafa puts out a second team, 6-0. Right, if go. he puts out a first team, 5-0. <laughs> I'm going to go for 3-0. Um, well, that's been it. Thanks ever so much for our special guest, Neil Barnett. Yeah, thanks, Absolute Neil. pleasure. Brilliant. Absolute pleasure having you on. Hopefully we can get you back. And um, I'll give you some addresses and very decent farm shops that I know that you may not have discovered. And uh, maybe we can go shopping. <laughs> Thanks very much, very much, everyone, and we'll see you all next week. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net.
If you're a large organization involved in managing, purchasing, or making decisions on software licenses, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it, and whether you purchase the right number of software licenses to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM, and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.